All right, welcome to America This Week, and I'm Matt Taibbi. And I'm Walter Kern. Walter, how was your holiday? My holiday was uh, splendid in a way that my life usually isn't. Uh, <laughs> Uh, on uh, New Year's Eve, I was the guest of uh, Fontainebleau Hotel in Las Vegas, along with my wife, um, and we were able to uh, join in a kind of celebration that I thought had passed from this earth. Uh, <laughs> uh, there were truffles in baskets, black truffles the size of golf balls, you know, uh, it was actually like the driving range where you get a bucket of balls, except you got a bucket of truffles at this party. Wow. Um, and they, yeah, they made risotto. I never, I'd never seen a whole truffle before. Uh, they're kind of like lumps of coal. Let alone a bucket of them. Yeah. And, and, and you know, the, 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 the thief in me, you know, there's a thief in all of us, I like to think, saw these buckets of truffles and just wanted to liberate a single one. I was sure that the Vegas security net was as tight as ever, so I didn't get grabbed. Oh, that's true, because the eye, the eye in the sky, right? You'd, you'd end up in a back room with Robert De Niro uh, breaking your hand bones with a hammer, right? Yeah, or, or worse, Joe Pesci. Um, Joe Pesci, but, yeah, exactly, yeah, with a yeah. pen, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was able to uh, um, see the fireworks of the Las Vegas Strip from the top of the tallest building in Nevada, um, the, the tallest habitable building. Um, there's a kind of a tower in Las Vegas that's taller that doesn't have rooms, um, the stratosphere. But uh, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck were in attendance at the same party. Wow. And I was able to see their, glimpse their love from afar. Um, you, you, did it have like an aura? Was it like, <laughs> was it visible? Well, it was visible in the in the um in the form of many security guards. Um, <laughs> here's what it here's what it takes to be a Hollywood uh, a lister. You can have a ring of security guards at a party where everybody else is, you know, pretty fancy. It's been pre-selected. There was a private elevator. You had to have wristbands, um, and so, so there, there, there aren't any, you know, paparazzi or anyone to just sort of molest you. But still, you're ringed by however many, you know, uh, glowering guards. And behind that group, uh, behind that group of guards, you party as though you're just a regular person. You know, as though you don't notice the fact that no one else can come near you except those who have been pre-approved to come past the perimeter. Um, so I, I gawked rather like I would at the penguin exhibit, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, to see what, how they were doing back there. Um, he was in a white suit. I wonder if, is, the, is, is that to keep people from, like, approaching, or is, is, is that a real security issue? You know... It, or is it, it a status could, symbol? It's definitely a status symbol. Um, I don't think there was anyone who, as I say, posed much of a threat. Uh, it kept me from approaching, I'll tell you that. I, I mean, I didn't want to have to give a password or go through whatever frisking was necessary to advance 12 inches across that barrier. Um, 
and uh but 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 it was a it was a Vegas party in style there was caviar no not just truffles um there was a hidden room where sushi was dispensed uh, sushi that you could not have obtained you know legally uh, in any other way from from fish that you know are... right it's like coelacanth or something like that right exactly extinct three million three hundred million years ago yeah um, the, 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 the 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 um you know the optic nerve of the of the giant squid sliced thin <laughs> on a cracker <laughs> Oh, exactly. Yeah, with 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 a with a a soup song of uh, what what's what's a good ex- endangered animal like land land based animal? Um, I, I I don't know. You know, a spotted koala. owl or something koala like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't yeah. know. Koalas <laughs> maybe aren't. Um, you know, the timber wolf uh, or something. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the the red wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. The red wolf eyelid spread across you know a little <laughs> lump of rice uh, sushi rice um so yeah we 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 consumed extinct animals uh in the company of a-list stars while staring out at the or gazing out at the at, at the Las Vegas strip as far works and and the thing that we got to see from our perch was the sphere the new Las Vegas attraction, which is this giant, you know, uh, bowling ball just off the strip that is constantly illuminated with changing psychedelic patterns um, and is as big as a stadium. Uh, Hmm. And I've got, it's one of the first impressive new structures I've seen in America for a long time. I was going to say, like, America is is a little wanting on the the, um, sort of impressive big things uh at least lately lately. right yeah Yeah. oh this is we used to to toss them off all the time yeah here's the grand coulee dam you know whatever right 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 no this is worthy of shanghai or one of the cities that will soon lead the world um and uh it because it's round they have to do uh spectacles that involve round things so so it often turns into a giant happy face and winks at you and does things like that um other times it's just the biggest lava lamp the biggest dorm room lava lamp ever constructed Um, but that's awesome i'm all for that it was awesome you know and 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 people and people who know awesome like Elon Musk have <laughs> have visited the sphere and said that it qualifies as an as new, as a new example of awesomeness so i I was kind of heartened for America. We still innovate uh I think we have the only sphere on the planet um if you have we, we, thousand if you have thousands of dollars, you can see you too play inside it um, <laughs> um. Is it we should have a department of awesome in the, yeah. in the uh, cabinet level agency? Well, under Trump, I think that's been promised, has it not? I, I what at, at one week ago, I mean, one week, maybe a few months ago, he promised some 
actual infrastructure improvements to the United States. Um, interesting, interesting. So yeah. you should well. So we need we need that a new a new cabinet level awesome agency, and then we we, we right. do have to take Greenland. I think we should just take it. Um, Dude, I, I mean, got to I was so disappointed when we didn't buy Greenland. Um, and, I, and I'm told, my sources tell me, and, and this is worthless as German, journal, journalism, uh, file under gossip, that American oligarchs are going to buy Greenland anyway. Um, that, that the reason we didn't buy it as a state, as a nation, um, is that... Because somebody else is, wants it. There are private entities who want it because there's vast mineral wealth, especially well, uh, especially metals and so on, which could you know drive uh, battery-powered cars and so on. I don't know if it's lithium or other things, but um, yeah, I I, I I was talking about this with a friend. Um, you know, we we gave up on that idea too easily. What we should have just sent an email to Denmark. Um, right. I mean, what are they going right. to do? Like from you know, like from this press at state dot gov um, email account, uh, just saying. Oh, by the way, um, we've decided that you know, Mon Monroe Doctrine, bitch. You know, like we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna take this, and uh, if you have any objections, talk to the EU or you know, fight or whatever it is you you choose to do. What are they going to do? I mean, they're Denmark, right? So, exactly. And, and if there are any clear lessons from American history, at least the history that I learned in grade school in the 1970s, it's that when confronted with a giant real estate purchase that's possible, the American government should always buy. Always. Rather than, yeah. rather than pass. Seward's folly turned out well. Uh, the Louisiana purchase turned out well. Uh, if there was any clear uh, lesson from history, it's that when offered a giant chunk of a continent um, or, you know, piece of the globe for less, for, for actual money, just buy it. Yeah, absolutely. But, and we can always but, depreciate the currency later, right? I mean, you know. Uh, we're, we're doing that we're, anyway. We're doing that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, there's been a lot of news since you and I were last did a show. And thanks, by yeah. the way, to, um, you know, all listeners of America this week for, um, for that, uh, week holiday, which, uh, we missed you all, but it was a good holiday. Um, a lot of stuff happened Four big things in particular, but there's one that's kind of hot in the news today. When you, uh, by the way, when this show is actually, uh, up. It'll be Friday. I'll be in Iowa officially, like starting a year of being on the campaign trail. Um, so there's gonna be there's gonna be some some other videos you should look for on Ragged uh, uh, today. If you're watching this, uh, but so we'll we'll talk about the campaign later. But there there were a series of stories that were really interesting already this week. Um, but do you want to get into the the Claudine Gay thing? I mean, I I didn't follow it so much at the time, but it's kind of fascinating um, to look at from afar. Well, because I have a wife who attended Harvard and attempts to lord it over me, and 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 uh, because I myself went to 
Princeton, the superior institution of of quiet. Oh people wow! Who, yeah, the, the quiet types who run the world. You know, Harvard has. I might have to go and, run off and throw up a yeah. little bit, but then nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, believe me. Uh, you know, any any populist sympathies you might ascribe to me uh, are going to be thrown into question when you realize that uh, I have a. Princeton Harvard rivalry going on in my house as though that such a, a repulsive thing could be of interest to anyone. But um, yeah, while Princeton has quiet people like Alan Dulles who just secretly run the world, Princeton, I mean, Harvard has people who loudly and out front run the world. You know, Princeton produces great drummers and, and Harvard lead singers. <laughs> um so, 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 I, in other words, I paid special attention to this. Um, and yesterday, uh, Claudine Gay threw it in, you know. Um, she, she decided to follow the UPenn president out the door following weeks of um, scrutiny and controversy that started over, you know, her. Senate or her her congressional testimony in which she was accused of not properly um, genuflecting. Just backing up the the timeline on this is the Gaza thing happens. There's there are hearings in Congress at which uh, these university president uh, presidents are basically asked to condemn Hamas, right, and they kind of flub the question. Now, I should confess, I hate I hate that tactic. It's an old campaign trail trick uh, to to make a candidate look like an idiot no matter what they answer. So you, you might remember from the debate in 2020 when um, Joe Biden and Chris Wallace were asking Trump to condemn the Proud Boys. Now, the, the only... You either look like you're kissing ass to the questioner or like you're endorsing something horrible. The, the video that emerges from that is, is, is almost universally bad. So my feeling is always like the only way to answer those questions is like what Ramaswamy did yesterday or the other day before when they asked somebody from the Washington Post asked him to renounce white supremacy, um, you know, I understand the game you're playing, like, screw you, I'm not going to bow to your catechism, that that kind of thing. You can answer it like that, but if you do it in any other way, it's going to look bad no matter what, and it, it, I think media amateurs sometimes struggle in that situation. Uh, having said that, they didn't answer all that well. Uh, so, and, and, this, and this is what set in motion uh, the whole thing, basically. In her case, there's, there's an additional problem that was actually uncovered, though. Yeah, it was discovered that, that in Claudine Gay's academic past, um, she had um, cited without reference or copied or included in her papers um, pieces of text from other uh, professors, other writers. And um, uh, these these plagiarism um, examples started to mount. More and more were found. Uh, and Harvard defended her unanimously 
it resulted in a lot of euphemistic defense, like um, duplicative language, I think, was uh, a, a term that was used to substitute for plagiarism. Um, there was a lot of what you might call Jesuitical uh, argument over what constitutes plagiarism and so on. But the trend was against her. They just kept turning up more examples. Um, they also got certain academic groups to condemn her, and then some of the authors of papers that she appeared to have borrowed from also spoke out against her. And what I said at the time, uh, you know, when this stuff first came to light and Harvard insisted on keeping her, was that it was like they had, Harvard had, had fallen into a ditch and rather than getting up out of it, would, would have been getting rid of her, they decided to build a house there. Um, and and they, made, they mounted a big defense. They, they used all these euphemisms. They suggested that they'd already investigated this stuff. And, uh, but it also oh, I came missed out. That. Oh, yeah. It, it came out that the, 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 the New York Post had been about to run a story back when, before this controversy came to the fore, about her uh, plagiarism, alleged plagiarism problems. And Harvard had threatened them with uh, lawsuits, and uh, Post did not run the story. And uh, Harvard also claimed that it did a private investigation and, and, and exonerated her. But I think personally, I knew that her days were limited. Um, you just don't, uh, you don't sort of gut it out in this case because uh, there was evidence and more and more evidence as the weeks went on that she had at least played fast and loose with these time-honored standards, which are in Harvard's own, you know, book of rules. And uh, as a, you know, as a former Ivy League student myself who faced a disciplinary hearing, in fact, uh, about um, possible uh, copying, uh, I, I, I was not sympathetic, you know. Um, when I when I was at Princeton, I was given a Spanish quiz at a table, a round table where we sat shoulder to shoulder. And a student across from me claimed that he saw me look at the paper next to mine. Um, and that this was is like enough. this is like that Woody Allen joke about the metaphysics class where you looked into the soul of the boy sitting next to you, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not, not to rerun my defense in the great Spanish paper controversy of 1980, but uh, uh, I, I remembered having indeed looked at the paper next to me to see whether the guy, it was a timed test to see what page he was on, you know, um, compared to me, who, who was not going very quickly through his test. And... Uh, Anyway, that turned into this, uh, that turned into this brouhaha. And uh, I almost had to call my parents and say, you know, that Princeton education, 
that yeah. expensive that expensive thing that we're all engaged in here it just uh fell apart so i knew she wasn't long for this world and and when she resigned this week she made a statement that was that suggested the whole thing was a racial episode um well so so to jump in i hadn't really been paying attention to this whole thing um and so I, I kind of started from that, from her op-ed that came out in the New York Times uh, this week. Uh-huh. And the, the op-ed's incredible. It's, it's, it's like a, it, it's almost like a list of every rhetorical technique that's been dragged out. Um, it kind of in this most recent, uh, I gotta hate the word woke or cancel culture era, right? When mm-hmm. what people say, you know, I, t- talking about the attacks that you've been faced, uh, that you faced, the, the number of times you've been called the N word, um, you know, the, I've been accused of not insufficiently fighting anti Semitism. But and then the big one was she, she said that what was happening with her wasn't about her, but it was a, part of a skirmish and a broader war to unravel public faith in the pillars of American society. <laughs> so uh, wow. when, when you go after me, you're not, you're not attacking me. You're trying to undermine the pillars of American society that I almost admired her at that point. Like I, it takes balls to, to write something like that and put it in, in the New York times, which I assume is probably how she became president of harvard to begin with i mean you have to you you have to really have um some nerve to try to to take positions like that uh but then i thought well it's possible that that she really was unfairly um you know rung up on plagiarism charges as does happen i mean we have these these new plagiarism checkers uh, the that use ai to look for similarities uh you know, I'm 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 always unsympathetic to writers who are even close because, uh, you know, I don't know a good a good writer is like that's not going to happen to you or me because we would it just wouldn't occur to us to try to, to try to downshift to to somebody else's uh, text right, um, but it does happen and there there are people who I think. You know, maybe they're trying to take something that's kind of an un- unremarkable piece of data or whatever and transfer it. Um, and then you have to just sort of artificially make it your own. But she's got example after example of using other people's language, um, whole passages full of them. Yeah. And then and there's and there's tricks in there to try to defeat the old Google system, like inserting uh you know parentheses uh you know to try to break up the you know the text and that sort of thing um, Matt, you just pronounced parentheses in a way that i've never heard it before what did you mean really oh did i is it parentheses hmm? Pr- oh. parentheses yeah. oh okay okay yeah yeah i i thought that's what you said you said parentheses not to be a stickler or anything but oh no um, no 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 i i just I'm a lisper, so yeah. right. Oh, okay. I thought that maybe that was the Jersey way to do it or something. 
Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, listen, they had her dead to rights, okay? I, I, I mean, they had her dead to rights. And what I've found amusing, interesting, is the uh, the apologetics that have come out since. Um, uh, they've basically suggested that, yeah, she might have been a plagiarist. Yeah, she copied stuff. But the origins of her persecution or what we should worry about. The fact that a guy named Christopher Rufo um, and this Bill Ackman, who's been on Harvard's case ever since, you know, over the Gaza thing, um, uh, are people who shouldn't be allowed to bring such issues to the fore. That, that in other words, mm, though she may be guilty, her accusers are guiltier in some overwhelming cultural, political sense. And, uh, and therefore, uh, the, whole, the, whole thing, the whole effort to hold her to these standards was tainted. And, uh, you know... Um, One of the writers, Stephen Voss, even said, he said the work was technically plagiarism, but described it as minor to inconsequential. Um, so sorry right. <laughs> on just, the plagiarism uh, scale the, the, on the well-known plagiarism scale it's like the pain scale at the hospital where they ask you if your pain is you know one through ten and right you, you always add two because you, you know it's you like, want the pills yeah. yeah you want the pills um but 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 here you always subtract two because it's the president of harvard the plagiarism right. scale gets adjusted slightly depending on you know what will be lost if one is convicted of it um and uh but you know so so in a weird way one of those uh, one of those um, hard boundaries that always worked in the past is something plagiarism or not um we decide by how many words are the same in the same order. It, it, it seemed to be one of the easiest, uh, yeah, how can I put it? One of the easiest infractions to judge, even for the lay person, suddenly has become this foggy, you know, cultural, socio-cultural battleground, um, like everything. And as you said, um, you know, this is a minor case, according to some. According to others, yeah, I, I, Jonathan Chait, I think, uh, at the um, was he New York Magazine or something, mm -hmm. saying, you know, three things are true, I saw him say, and he listed them, bullet points, one, two, three. Uh, it was a political persecution. Two, she was guilty. And three, something, something. Um <laughs> <laughs> in in, in like Hollywood, every... in mm -hmm. Hollywood, they have a term for that uh, when you're when you're uh, talking to an actor and you're a director and you want to criticize them, you call it making a sandwich. You say one thing about them, like you know, I love your hair. Two, uh, you're doing a terrible job. Three, I, I love your clothes. Um, and, and, and so the Chait kind of made a sandwich about gay there. Um, <laughs> only in number two was there was there uh, any any actual meat, right? Yeah, yeah any yeah. actual meat. Yeah. Um, but 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 I gotta say that 
I found the whole thing in the end satisfying. First of all, because, um, you know, my wife went to Harvard and uh, I am in a constant battle. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I have another family member who went there, but I don't talk about my children on the air. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I'm beset from different sides on the Harvard question and now have ammo to fight back. Um, but uh, I got to say, to see, to see, you know, Americans um, properly hold the, the, the very powerful to their own standards, which were their own standards until recently, plagiarism and academic honesty, and succeed was not for me unsatisfying. Uh, uh, I, I like to think that the country still um, is capable of, of reacting to phoniness and all of the, uh, you know, kind of fraudulence that I think journalists are about uncovering and uh, giving the powerful. But a little bit of a hard time successfully. Um, yeah. I mean, the whole thing was, was it, it was repugnant on, on many, many levels, you know, she, you know, even in her, in her confession, um, she went ahead and tried to, uh, she sort of recited the required words like, um, I should have stated more forcefully what all people of good conscience know. Hamas is a terrorist organization that seeks to eradicate the Jewish state. I don't think she really ever wanted to say that publicly. I think she probably has stronger feelings about what's going on in Gaza. You know, stick to your guns. You know, if you're going to go be fired, at least say what you mean, you know, or at least if you're going to resign. I don't know. There, there was that. Um, but this whole thing about you know plagiarism not really being a bright line anymore i mean even though it it, it, uh, it ended up uh, toppling her in this case i think you're right there are people who and we've seen this in the last couple of years there are people who survive plagiarism scandals now because they're moving and this is sort of like the anti-disinformation thing they're moving the standard uh 